down south. Groundhog says a terrible blizzard's coming. Sean the groundhog had applied for the woodland position, and the fox was the supervisor. Checking wood. Uh, maybe his name was Chuck or something. He had, he'd, he'd applied for this position in the forest, and the uh, fox said, "You know, Groundhog, we do want to hire you, but we do have a caveat first. He said we'd like to someone to shadow you for a day or two beforehand. That's it. <laughs> and I don't, don't and, I don't get it. And don't tell me to quit my day job because. <laughs> I don't have a day job to quit, so ha-ha. Uh, there wasn't even crickets during that silence. I know, area. but the funny thing is the fact that it's so unfunny. <laughs> what? We're going to go with that. You know how you have to shadow for Sometimes you, you shadow uh, an employee before oh, you before I thought you, get you said the job. shout. Shadow. Oh. We need someone to shadow you for a day or two Oh, shadow. Okay. Shadow. I, I thought you said we need someone to shout at you for a day or two. <laughs> We need someone to shout at you beforehand for a day or two. And I, before, my brain was furiously you. going, does Groundhog Day have to do with shouting? Nah. <laughs> Those pigs don't whistle. Nah. I'm sorry. Uh, actually, they do. Do you want to start over or do you want to keep this? I'm going to keep it. Okay. I like it. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hey, keep, everyone. You yeah, can you know tell we, we kept it. We like our editing process here. You know, We keep the mistakes because they're often more funny than the actual. It wasn't a mistake. I just misheard. Well, and that's and that is another Bill Guthrie original, so... But you know, because Groundhog Day, we're recording on February 1st, and it's tomorrow, so we're thinking about groundhogs and the Groundhog Day and that tradition and everything. And there's lots of... It's not just seeing the shadow, I have found out, that is part of the tradition. So it could be... There could be some shouting in there. Mm, it could be some shouting. <laughs> I know that, that when the groundhog, uh, when Puxatani feel bit, one of the handlers, I know there was some shouting. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? He, in slow motion, he, yes. he bends forward and bites and jumps off and everyone scatters, <laughs> which I enjoyed. Yeah. I hope, hope he wasn't terrified. Yeah. yeah. So uh, here we are on Wacky Poem Life, and I am Sean. And I'm Bill. And we're coming to you from the Rural Oklahoma Museum of Poetry. And uh, yes, we are a poetry podcast, but we always have some sort of theme. Mm -hmm. And uh, you propose, Bill, that we talk about Groundhog Day and uh, do it in our usual way and put some poetry in it. Put some poetry. I like groundhogs. I have never had groundhogs on my property until I moved here. I do have them now on my property. I see them usually in the springy, summery mm -hmm. times, chewing on one of my flowers or whatever. <laughs> they're large rodents. Yeah. You know, and... Um, ground. They're from the ground the, squirrel family. Are they? Which a squirrel's a rodent, isn't it? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And did, okay. Well, they can be up to like 12 or 13, 14 pounds. They can get big. That's you know, big. I live in the country, too, but I've never seen them around my house. The only place I've ever seen them, and, and this is a little bit sad, but I'm going to tell it anyway, is whenever I was leaving, I, I had just passed... Uh, Probably the turn off to your house down 412, which is the mm -hmm. road that goes from Locust Grove, where we are, uh, into Tulsa. And I just got on the four lane, and it was at night, and I saw some weird movement on the road ahead of me, and mm -hmm. it was like three or four oh, groundhogs. They were migrating yeah, groundhogs. And just, you know, we're just right there. Yeah. And just kind of circling one another stupidly. And of course, I hit, I don't know, hopefully didn't kill anything, well, but I did hit. One or two of them. You know, you cannot. You shouldn't <laughs> swerve. You shouldn't swerve. Well, you know. I didn't. It was too late. They were yeah. just right there, and so you know. I said that's probably a little mating ritual that you disturbed. I know. I, well, know. they shouldn't do it in the middle of the road. You stupid <laughs> groundhogs. <laughs> but the reason you don't have any groundhogs in your property is you have three large dogs. Well, yes, yes. And then, and They're then right. your your semi feral cat probably likes My to cat. stalk them. Oh, there. speaking of cats, you know, I said that 
there's different ways of determining if uh, spring is right around the corner or not, you know, that people use. Mm -hmm. And the groundhog is a real a real familiar one. But uh, as I was reading up about this stuff this morning, I thought, I'm going to do my own little test. And so I decided I have two cats. You know, mm -hmm. you made me think yeah. about that. Mm -hmm. And I thought, whichever one wants to go outside first this morning, that's going to determine if spring is right around the corner. <laughs> See, and scientific. It's, and it's not rigged because it, it is really different. Sometimes Oscar wants to go out. Sometimes Banjo does. I mm -hmm. never know which one wants to go out first. They never want to go out at the same time. So I just decided, you know, one way or the other. And Oscar was the one who wanted to go out first. Mm -hmm. And that meant in my, my head that um, spring is here. Spring is here. It's right well, around it the corner. Like it feels like it today. Yeah, because if Banjo had wanted to go out, that was six more six weeks. Six more weeks of winter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there, there's my um, there's your, very official reckoning. It's a feline prediction. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's well, Oscar made the prediction. Well, good. Good. I, As a child, I used to be kind of upset when they said winter was going to continue. As, and as an adult, I don't mind so much because I know February could be snowy and so can March. And, you so, know, this is something, Bill, I, I can't ever remember – so and maybe there's some people listening who can't either. Would you explain what what the deal is anyway about this? How do how do we know with the groundhog? Just the basic. Um, groundhog, I don't know what I'm saying. Do you groundhog, know what I'm saying? Groundhog Day derives from the Pennsylvania from the Pennsylvania, <laughs> the Pennsylvania <laughs> Dutch superstition that if a groundhog emerges from its burrow and sees its shadow. It will retreat into its den, and winter will go on for six more weeks. If it does not see its shadow, spring will arrive early. Okay. What I find humorous about this, the groundhog clearly, in all the videos I've seen, does not know what his shadow even looks like. <laughs> we interpret whether he sees it or not. Yes. Uh, which I find interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Is it interpreted sometimes just because he'll stay out? Instead uh, of going back down in. Yes, I believe so. Okay. He, you know, he stays out because it's nice and temperate and it's, you know, not mm -hmm. chilly. However, often he but wants to But it's February do... 2nd. It could be really. Oh, in Pennsylvania, really Puxatawney, yeah. Pennsylvania. And um, I think that he just wants to get back in his den, period, with all those people and the cameras, Correct. et cetera. So Correct. more often than not, he's we're going to err on the side of six more weeks of winter because... It's February second, you know, and it's and it's not surprising that he has bit some of those people who are standing right, around waiting you know? for him to come out. I mean, was it? I think it was a New York mayor that he bit, yeah. and then the next mayor that came after that, he refused to participate. He's like, I'm a, I, I'm I'm out of here, you know. We're not doing that. That groundhog has some sharp teeth. No, I'm not. I am not doing it. <laughs> Ancient European weather lore used a badger or sacred yes. bear uh -huh. as a program. Um, Prognosticator of weather. See, that's yes. a big word. Yes. Prognosticator. 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 There we are. Prognostication. Think, there you, perfect. Prognosticator. Yeah. 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 I saw that too. A badger, or um, um, it was sometimes called the groundhog was called a bear rat. A bear rat. A bear rat. I like that. Mm -hmm. That sounds really mighty. In um, where is it? In um, I saw that in Scotland. The animal that supposedly heralds spring is the snake. And mm. on the Isle of Man, a large bird. Interesting. The thing I was reading didn't say what kind of bird. It just said a large bird. I find it interesting that a snake <laughs> is the harbinger of spring because they can't even move if it's not above a certain degree. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Maybe where I was reading that doesn't know what it's talking about. Yeah, yeah. But we do have some poetry that goes with our 
all of our facts and our trivia. Yeah, we do. And uh, even a even a joke or two. Which let me throw one out there to you right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, Bill, does any does anyone know a good Groundhog Day joke? Oh, I don't know. I keep hearing the same one over and over and over again. <laughs> so did Bill Murray. <laughs> over and over and over. Oh, my gosh. Like a bad dream you keep repeating. What did the French yeah. groundhog say when uh, – what did he see when he woke up? What did the French he, groundhog see? The French see? groundhog saw Le Chateau. <laughs> You're right. His chateau. His chateau. I wish I'd win something once in a while. <laughs> You, you win getting be, to be in the presence with me. That's right. Every week. That's you right. Know? It's like the, it's. Like I'm a, your prize. It's like a radiant. <laughs> it's like a radiant sun. I get to bask in front. In of, all its apricity. In all its apricity. <laughs> one of our words, apricity. Yes. Uh, yeah. So you want? Uh, we each have a poem or or more. Yeah, do this, you, do this you have one a, you want to share? I have one that is uh, solemn but very uh, beautiful. You know, and it's it's. Uh, all right, we'll be solemn for a little bit. We'll be solemn. You know, I'll be we'll be solemn for a little bit, then we'll have some levity. We'll Maybe. come up towards we'll the, see. perhaps. <laughs> but this is one that I printed up because it's interesting to me. Okay, the it's ground, a little bit wacky, maybe. Not really so much. It really isn't too wacky. No wackiness. It's very okay. introspective. You okay. Know? All right. Uh, it, it, I think it deals with the fact that you know everything ends. You know, okay. which is kind of fine. What's it's that fine. have to do with Groundhog Day? I just this winter uh, ends. The groundhog happened to end. Oh, my gosh. Okay, Okay. let's hear it. The Groundhog by Richard Everhart. In June, amid the golden fields, I saw a groundhog lying dead. Dead lay he, my senses shook, and mind outshot our naked frailty. There slowly in the vigorous summer, his form began its senseless change and made my senses waver dim, seeing nature ferocious in him, inspecting close maggots might and seething cauldron of his being, half with loathing, half with a strange love, I poked him with an angry stick. The fever arose, became a flame, and vigor circumscribed the skies, immense energy in the sun, and through my frame a sunless trembling. My stick had done nor harm nor good. Then stood I silent in the day, watching the object as before, and kept my reverence for knowledge trying for control to be still, to quell the passion of the blood, until I had bent down on my knees, praying for, praying for joy in the sight of decay. And so I left, and I returned, in autumn, strict of eye to see, the sap gone out of the groundhog, but the bony, sodden hulk remained. But the year had lost its meaning, and in intellectual change I lost both love and loathing, mured up in the wall of wisdom, Another summer took the fields again, massive and burning, full of life. But when I chanced upon the spot, there was only a little hair left. And bones bleaching in the sunlight, beautiful as architecture. I watched them like a geometer and cut a walking stick from a birch. It has been three years now. There is no sign of the groundhog. I stood there in the whirling summer. My hand capped a withered heart and thought of China and of Greece of Alexander in his tent, of Montaigne in his tower, of St. Teresa in her wild lament. <laughs> the groundhog. Sorry. Well, you know, that is inappropriate, Sean. Why are you that laughing? is a bony, sodden hulk of a poem. That's right. <laughs> but apparently it's very popular. I just thought it was kind of like, you know, 
it's interesting that he went back to the same spot year after year. <laughs> yes, this is true. You know? Yes. And I'm sure the groundhog's body fertilized in, you know, grass and bog and tree and, you know. Well, it has the theme that's one of the most popular in poetry, is it death? you know, that death? Uh, life is transitory. Yeah. And it's uh, it's fleeting and dance and enjoy it and it will move on. It and will... this creature should have been could have been anything. A deer, a dog, a cat, you know. Um... You know, I laughed, but I did actually write a poem once about a dog that uh, I saw dead on the side of the road. Um, this is wacky poem life, but we, we, you know, we need to talk about death sometimes too, I guess. And uh, I did. It was over on uh, Highway 69, and every once in a while, I would drive by and see it, you know. As it decomposed? As it, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And it was a big, like, uh, golden lab or something. Oh, and so yeah. the, it was very furry. And, you mm-hmm. know, and then it just was just a flat kind of carpet-like thing. Yes. And uh, eventually it disappeared. Interesting. I guess the coyotes carried it away, you know. Who knows what happens to these creatures? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> a deer was killed by my on my road just uh, down the hill from my road just last week. Did it week. become a bony sod? No, hulk? it did not. It was there. Be, and here's what's interesting. That's the title I of this was, episode now, by the way. I was taking a walk, and I heard, and I I was taking a walk, and I heard all these coyotes very close, and I was like, "Ooh, this is kind of creepy, cool," and you know, I need to be aware. And I thought, I wonder if that if that has attracted them, that carcass, perhaps. Yes, Who knows? probably so. Who knows? You know. Bill, do you know what you call a groundhog in the middle of a tennis court? Um, love times um, love, a fur, furry love score. It's much simpler than that. <laughs> it's Annette. <laughs> Annette. Here, you all can use that joke I, with, with any with any. I animal. overthunk it. I overthunk <laughs> it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I was wondering, you know, you... Um, your brother-in-law is from Pennsylvania. Yes, and Allentown. His, and his wonderful mother, Alma, is from Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. I wonder it, what they think of Puxatani Phil and all the groundhog. They probably think, oh, all this hubble, hullabaloo. All this hubble. Hubble. But yes. the thing is, what a great what a great um, um, tourist and uh, thing to have for a town. Oh, My yeah. My gosh. It's yeah. gold. It is, it is absolutely pure gold. It started in 1840 in the U.S., as far as we know. This guy from uh, Morgantown, Pennsylvania, wrote about it in his diary in uh, 1840. And then the Puxatawney... Uh, issue came about in 1886 where they started having it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Elks Lodge, Elks Lodge in Puxatawney, Pennsylvania. Right. Don't and he th- wasn't named Phil until 1961. Well, what was he originally named? He didn't have a name, I don't think, all the way up to that point. They call him Punks? Yeah. Punksa? I don't know. But the the town itself, yeah, there's uh, the crowds will swell to like 40,000 people. And it's a town that uh, I think it's only got like a couple thousand in it's, it. It's a small town. And yeah, or 6,000, What a windfall. Like that. What a windfall for a yeah. small community. Or an annoyance. Or an annoyance, or yeah. I, I imagine it's, it's a parking <laughs> issue, you know. I, would, I, I think Puxatani needs to be a spelling bee word. Puxatani spelling bee word. I don't know if they use proper nouns in spelling oh, bees, do they? I, That'd be a hard one. You got me. It's, it's, Puxatani. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Well, when I was, you know, digging around, looking up for stuff for Groundhog Day, I did find a painting by a very well-known painter, uh, Andrew Wyeth. I I love his work. Yes, very stark. Uh, Mm -hmm. I had never seen this one. And it's called Groundhog Day, and you all can just Google that, Groundhog Day, Andrew Wyeth, and you can see a a photograph of it. It's in um, 
a Pennsylvania, it's in a Philadelphia art museum. And it was made in 1959. And uh, so I, I looked at it and I'm like, hmm, <laughs> why is this Groundhog Day? Because it's just a picture of a kitchen table and then the window on the other side of the table is looking out on a day that's just kind of empty, which a lot of wise paintings are just kind of empty. They're, they're fairly stark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he said about it that it's in his neighbor, who I guess he used his neighbors a lot in his artwork, the Kerners. Mm-hmm. He says it's from his, it's in his house, uh, Wyeth did. And uh, he said that the painting was about, quote, the winter light, the dishes ready for Carl Kerner's lunch. That is peace yet, but to me, behind it is violence suppressed. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Violence suppressed. He and then he went on to say the snarling log outside the window. It's just a log lying on the ground outside mm-hmm. the window. And why I thought it was snarling. Uh, there's a knife on the table. Well, yeah, it's it's just a kitchen mm-hmm. knife. Yeah. I don't know. Lots Used of knives and with. lots of kitchens. Certainly. But um, yeah. then uh, he said I wanted to get down to the very essence of the man who wasn't there. Hmm. So he's trying to describe Carl's life. I wonder if Carl thought, hey, that's not my life. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it's a real, uh, a, a lot of definition, you know, and, and I think the title is kind of brilliant because people are going to spend their time reading Groundhog Day and, and, and looking and saying, why is yeah. this titled? So it's kind of brilliant there. It is strange. Now, I did find on, uh, this is on a website website that's selling prints of his paintings. It's called andrewwyathprints.com. And um, the person writing on there, he's not named, but it's on that website, said, in Andrew Wyeth's Groundhog Day, um, it's obviously a sunny day because of the shadows present. Mm-hmm. And this leads viewers to believe that the groundhog will assume six more weeks of dreary, wintry weather. It lends a sense of foreboding to the print. So here's somebody trying to figure out why he called it Groundhog Day. And that's mm-hmm. what he decided. And it clearly is a sunny day. And that would lend itself to that mm-hmm. fable. Yeah, you know, of yeah. six more weeks of winter. So there we are. We're, you know, Winter's prepared. Winter's not over yet. It's not over yet. Yeah. And so he yeah. says, quote, the title connotes feelings of hope. Yeah. Well, I again, <laughs> art is so subjective. You know, it's like, it's like I don't see why people try to go into such detail about. I don't either. You know, but you would wonder, wouldn't you, when it's called would, Groundhog Day and wonder, there's no groundhog in the I painting? I would wonder. Uh, and then I would, I, would go in, I would go into this definition of like, oh, he's trying to engage us and have us look at it a while longer well, I to kept try look, to find. I kept looking in the log and everything, and I said, is there a groundhog hiding behind this log or anything? Yeah. No. That would be not. very literal, wouldn't it? I'm looking mm-hmm. at the patterns of the wallpaper on the, on the wall, mm-hmm. the kitchen wallpaper. So um, anyway, so here's another poem, and this one goes with the painting. It's a um, ekphrastic poem. Ekphrastic poems are ones that are written uh, after a painting. You know, they're either describing it okay. or they're uh, talking about something that occurred to them after looking at a piece of art. Okay. So this is called Anna Kerner, which is Carl Kerner's wife. You know, that's supposedly their kitchen okay. that's in the painting. And it's by a poet named Kath, Catherine Staples. And she says it's after Andrew Wyeth's Groundhog Day. The painter who wanders your house night and day, sketches his way in and out your back door, kitchen, barn, and milking room, he's erased all trace of you. 
Look, your favorite teacup. The one that's snug in the curl of your forefinger. Even that's gone. Bleached white as moths. Something a dream tossed back. The print has disappeared from the china rim. No more apple bloom or trumpet vine, vining a smooth weave. No gray, green, salt, blue, faint as any wave, glimpse from distance. Day after day he paints you, and the dog, sleeping, shut eye, wolfish set to his jaw. Then the bunch backed, skittery quick. But in the end, the dog disappears as you do, cup, knife, plate, his fangs menaced from the rough-cut log beyond the open window, and you? Are you the strip of light glancing the wall, obstinate refusal to quit or give in? It was your hand set the table, raked the grate, chopped firewood far side of the pines. Is it your quiet the painter caught? The long, slow place before the scrape of a gate lifts from its hinges, and your husband strides in, fresh from New Holland, rush talk of horses, calves, and tractor, gusts the room like an unseen wind, settles to the porcelain chink and domestic sing of knife on a dinner plate. Mm. Hmm. I see. <laughs> what do you see? <laughs> I see that we don't know if there's another place sitting on this side. So there's we a lot, don't. There's we lot, just see half a lot of the of, table. There's a lot of inference here. Mm -hmm. I also see that this is a pre-meal setting, not a post-meal setting. Oh, okay. I'm, or unless they lick the plate. <laughs> Every, uh, there's, it's very, maybe a groundhog licked the maybe plate. Lick, maybe a groundhog licked, licked the plate. <laughs> right. Um, I like that point because it, it, it seems to sort of be poking fun at the artist, you know, who has taken as his subject other people and people who are fairly close to him mm -hmm. but have kind of objectified them too and he's taken the liberty of moving their things for his right. painting and just right. uh, and maybe he's transformed them too maybe they don't look like that in real life yes yes um, his most one of his most famous painting is his christina's world is that where she's laying, laying on the ground yes, looking up at the looking at the house and you look at it closely and you can see that there's something not quite right with mm -hmm. her and she was a, a girl who had polio mm -hmm. and so you can you can sense that and it, I, I've always kind of liked that painting but at the same time I thought why what are you doing uh, it feels like you're taking advantage of this mm -hmm. person mm -hmm. hmm. was it, I don't know it was it from an actual model I feel like rendering. the groundhog is being taken <clears throat> advantage the of groundhog is being taken advantage of don't you take advantage no, of the groundhog people never 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 there was a <laughs> don't bite you they will bite, and I do have. A, I have a confession. When I had a multiple, when I had multiple dogs, you took advantage of a groundhog. I did dog. not. My dogs did. There was a young groundhog. <laughs> and you allowed it I to wasn't, happen. I wasn't there. Okay, my all, room, right, my, all right. My roommate was there. I'll release you from and, and, and responsibility. A, a ruckus came about on the front, uh, by the front door. A wild and, ruckus. And the, a wild ruckus, and there was a. My dogs had cornered a little young groundhog in the corner, according to my roommate, and my little cavalier King Charles Spaniel, beautiful little delicate creature. I think killed the little groundhog. And it's like Chloe, you little, you know, murderer. Um, and I, me, me, in my in my tender heart, I said, I said, why did you not intervene and let the creature run away? You know, that's, that's not the circle I of life. I suppose Bill. not. You know, but me and my tender heart, it's like you know. Oh, I know. And we do interrupt the circle of life. We do. Yes, we do. Uh, yeah, maybe not mm -hmm. too crazily, but sometimes we do. Yeah. Bill, what did Peppermint Patty ask Charlie Brown when they needed to start a campfire? 
you know, because they went mm. out camping, Peppermint Patty and Charlie Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I know. How much wood did you chuck, Chuck? <laughs> You're pretty dang close, Bill. She said, where's the wood, Where'd the wood Chuck? <laughs> How much wood did you chuck, Chuck, wood? If How you much? could chuck, wood, Chuck, did you chuck it? <laughs> Something How like much that. wood would a chuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? He would chuck what wood a woodchuck could if a woodchuck could chuck wood. I didn't know the second stanza. Yeah. That's that's amazing. That's how it goes. How much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Hmm. I was going to make up some, you know, groundhog limericks and stuff, but I didn't get around to it. And I'm, I'm not sure I'm up to it if we did an impromptu one. <laughs> okay. Are you up to it? Um <laughs> I can certainly. I'm up to anything. Yes. Okay. I'm yeah. just going to warn you all that I'm not going to edit this. So if it's bad, it's just going to be bad. Do you want to start it, or do you want me to? I'll try. <laughs> there was a young Chuck in a bucket. He didn't have any wood, so he said, "Muck it." He ran all the way home, retreated in his dome, and then he said, "Oh, just suck, suck it." it. <laughs> <laughs> that is is pretty good on the fly, Bill. The fly. <laughs> I should I should have qualified, but I was going to say was that I'll do a line and then you do a line. Oh. The, but you did the whole dang thing. <laughs> that was good. Wow. I don't know if I can follow that. Wait, I, I'd like to if we had one of our guests like Sandy or Paul. I'd like to see what they would come up yeah. with. You know, here and we'll throw it there. All right, let me try one. There once was a groundhog named Phil who always would foot the bill. He was very generous. And <laughs> he didn't, but he until he was penniless. And then he couldn't debts fulfill. <laughs> That's not bad. I thought he was going to be a bad tipper. He's not going to tip the waiter. That was bad. <laughs> I don't Yours want, was much better. I than hope that. no one thinks I would ever say you know, anything that rhymes with a bucket. You know, no, and, never. And be, you would mm. never say anything. I've never heard you say anything like that. Well, you you are safe. You have seen me behind the wheel. You know. <laughs> I was being facetious, Bill. Uh, you, you oh, have. I should have put you in there. You rhyme with Phil. I was thinking. Dang it! I was like, Dang it! I know you're wearing your "I am Bill" master of metaphor mm-hmm. shirt, and I didn't even think about that. Bill, do you know what a groundhog's favorite color is? Um, I would say um, um, brown. <laughs> Mahogany. Mahogany. <laughs> That's brown. I was right. That's all I got. <laughs> I got another poem, but I don't want to read it. Do we got anything else we need well, to say about we, Groundhog Day? W- uh, what mo- do you think it's going to be? What do you think it's going to be the prediction? The prediction. Tomorrow, Bill. You know, the, my uh, we don't have to count on my cats for this prediction. <laughs> I think I think that it's uh, nasty weather up in Pennsylvania, and I don't think he's going to see a shadow. And oh. I think it's going to be what they think is an early spring, but I think they're going to be wrong. So everyone, it's a tragedy all the way around. Oh, what? But that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the same thing. I've already forgotten now. Was that what Oscar predicted? Oscar predicted, Oscar an, early predicted spring. an early spring. Yeah, and I think they're going to predict an early spring, but I think they're going to be sadly it's going to be wrong. wrong. I think that you know, have you seen what's going on in the Northeast? All that crazy weather. I Good know. Night. And I did. What was the? Did you see the 
percentage rate for how often they were right? I did not. It wasn't very high. Probably it, not. It wasn't a You'd very good percentage. You think it'd be fifty-fifty? You know. Uh, I think it might have been, but it wasn't much more than that. The um, I did see something where the Farmers Almanac they do their prediction too, and they're just right at fifty percent. Mm-hmm. Farmer's Almanac, and the National Geographic Society only has a 28% success rate hmm. with predicting this, you know, spring right. coming or not. And, you th- you know, and here's the thing that was so funny. Either it is or it isn't. It, you know, you think it'd be more 50 or 50, but that, the, o- often that's not the case. And the thing with is, st- with statistics, too, what is spring? What? How do we know that you, this how, is spring-like weather? How do you define spring? Here we are in in Oklahoma, where a week or two ago it was it was death. It was zero weather. degrees. It was seventeen below. And uh, we just had our martial arts and more class outside, outside? this morning. Mm. It, it was like fifty, fifty. Mm. It's probably sixty now, yeah. as as we're talking. And as someone posted, you know, uh, you know, look at it, look at it being all spring outside when the weather tried to kill us two weeks ago. I just yeah. realized, Bill, we're really old. Yeah, we're talking we're, about the we're weather. Oldest. We're oldest. <laughs> I, you know, I know this, the weather. You know, talk about the weather. Uh, it just reminds me when I was younger, I was always thinking, why, about, why are old people always talking about the weather? Well, we could talk about young people stuff like, you know, why my hip is always popping and cracking. <laughs> you know. Oh, <laughs> uh, I think I think we've we've done enough here for. I hope y'all learned a little bit about uh, Groundhog Day. And, I'm going to revisit the movie, which I told you I've not really seen all the all of it. I haven't seen it in a long time, yeah, but it is a good movie. Bill Murray movie. at his finest. Bill Murray, yeah. 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 All right. Well, you all have a have a fine Groundhog Day. Have a great Groundhog Day. Yeah. Spread the word. Look, look for your shadow. We appreciate you. We're just gonna keep coming back because Until you tell know, us to stop. Why, we're not gonna why listen not? Anyway. <laughs> <Why> not? <laughs> Don't a doggy. Bye, guys.